Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. All righty. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to today's edition of Bible News Radio. I am your sweet and lovable host, Stacy Lynn Harp. Are we on to Periscope yet? Um... Been waiting for my man to put us on Periscope. <laughs> we are on Facebook, though. So, hey, everybody yeah. on Facebook, welcome to the show. Glad that you're here. I yeah. am. Shows that we're live on Periscope and YouTube. Really? Okay. Ah, there we are. All right. Hey, you guys. As always, we have a fast jump start here on the show. So, today, what we're going to do is we are going to talk about. One of the top stories of the day, which happened to break over, well, pretty much this morning after the lead story about Charlotte Ray dying from the facts of life and different strokes. Mm-hmm. So I go over to the Drudge Report this morning and I see this headline that Alex Jones has been banned. His show has literally been removed from Facebook, YouTube iTunes, etc. And you know what they're doing? They're actually claiming that they did this because of hate. Yeah, that's it. They're actually saying, and they really believe in their heart of hearts, that they remo- that Alex Jones is a hater. Yeah, he is. Which means, the question is, if he's a hater, then what does that mean we are? I think it means that we're haters too, right? Because hate to the liberals and the fascists and the Marxist communist Nazis is anything that they don't like, pretty much. There is no true sense of tolerance when it comes to these people. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to look at some of that news. I actually have another interesting story too about a Uh, a homosexual teenager that was given a free ride in college. I'll tell you why. You won't believe this. And also, we're going to look at the book of Nehemiah. The Lord really laid this on my heart. So if you guys have your Bibles, this this is Bible News Radio. We look at the Bible. We look at the news. I want you to get your Bible. Open it up to Nehemiah chapter 4. We're going to look into this, and I'm going to I'm going to show you how this chapter actually really addresses what we're talking about. You might go, wow, that was a stretch, but I don't think it will be, just so you know. So, Bible News Radio is here. Thank you, Bareface, for producing the show. Really glad that you're here with me. And I'm really, really super duper ooper looking forward to this. It's going to be so much fun. I don't know if my mic is too loud, though. Is that too loud? It sounds okay to me. We had a little bit of a bumpy start there. Yeah. Things that, although I clicked on them, didn't want to. uh, They didn't work, did they? Didn't want to respond. All right, I'm going to go ahead and turn this down momentarily. <laughs> and in the event anybody's watching over there on Facebook, is this Darren over there? I'm trying to see. Darren, is that you? Darren, is, okay, good. Darren is there on Facebook. If you're on YouTube, thank you for coming in. Yep. Yep. All right. Okay, and everybody here in, in the Periscope, thank you guys for coming in. Angie, Jonathan, Monica, Advar. 
you know, I did think aardvark, just so you know. I did. I don't know why. And Mia, <laughs> Melanie, Diane, Kyle, I'm sure Pastor Garrett will be in here in a little bit, hopefully. Other people. Thank you guys for sharing this out. Really appreciate it. I hope you guys had a good weekend. Uh, I I did. had a good weekend. I don't know if you guys did. I did. I actually rested. Yeah, I did. But before I get into everything, did you guys know that we advertise on our show for people? If they have a product or a service that uh, you want shown to an audience, it's going to be archived forever on all these different things. Hello, carp. Then you can contact me and we will advertise. That's what Kevin did. Kevin is Kevin Joseph McCaw. He wrote this book called Science and the Bible. This is a self-published book. It's his second or third one. Uh, and this book actually is a, a group of little essays here. Um, and so let me just tell you a little bit. So he, what he does in, in this book is he has 22 different chapters and he breaks it down uh, between the resurrection, miracles, giraffes, woodpeckers, uh, squirrels, gorillas, rhinoceros, beetles. And he looks at all these different issues uh, from a scientific perspective and the Bible. And um, uh, he is a disabled uh, gentleman, older gentleman. So there is a little bit of editing issues in this book, just to be honest with you. Uh, but the content is is pretty good. So if this book interests you, it's called Science in the Bible, uh, you can go over to lulu.com and you can look it up. Here, I'll just hold it up here. You, uh, you can go to lulu.com and you can get it. Or if you want to go over to Amazon, uh, he actually also has it on Kindle. So you can check it out there. All right, so we're going to be talking about this in a couple, a couple more times. But in the event you are somebody, you have a book, a service, product, you would like us to mention to our audience, we are open to that because uh, that's what we do here on the show. So check it out. All right. Okay, so here we are, people. You know, over the weekend... I was listening to Pastor J.D. Farag, and I don't know if you know who he is or not, but I know some of you might. Uh, he's actually a pastor over in Hawaii, and he's Arab. In fact, he, I met him last year when I went to the Prophecy Watchers uh, conference in Oklahoma, which incidentally, by the way, me and Randall are going to be going again to it. Uh, Randall and me, is that right? Randall and me or no. Randall and I? You wouldn't Hi. say me yes. is going. So. Right, that's right. Anyway, Randall and I will be going to this conference. We were invited by by Bob Ulrich, the organizer, to come. And we're going to be able to do interviews. Anyway, last year, uh, I had the opportunity to meet Pastor J.D. Farag. I, didn't, I had no idea who he was. This is the funny part. And this is what God always does. He cracks me up. So I'm there, all casual and everything. And I was told by one of the other speakers, do you want to talk to Pastor J.D. Frog? And I said, sure. I don't know. I have no idea who he is. <laughs> well, it turns out this guy is like a mega, 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 mega pastor in Hawaii. And his testimony is quite amazing because he's Arab. And anyway, he, he hated Jewish people, I guess. And eventually he became a Christian and 
anyway, now he loves Jewish people. So it's very interesting actually talking to him and meeting him and, and all that. Well, he does a prophecy update on YouTube on his, on his station. And this week when he was doing his, his, his weekly prophecy update, one of the things that he, he talked about is actually the main thing he talked about was how in the Christian world, it is very common, unfortunately, for Christians to put other Christians up on pedestals, for Christian celebrity to be an issue. And even in the world of Bible prophecy, for people to go, oh my gosh, you know, and begin to worship the whole topic of Bible prophecy. And so he actually put out the exhortation, and I thought it was really good. I, I kind of thought I'd throw it out to you. He put out the exhortation to all of us that when we're looking at the Bible, and in particular Bible prophecy, because look, guys, we are in the end, in my opinion, and not just my opinion, but lots of people's opinion, we are in the end of days. And I say this because I believe it, number one, but I also believe it based on Bible prophecy. Hi, D. Emmanuel, nice to see you, and Mills War, and all this. I really believe it's, I believe this to the core of my being, because if you understand what's going on with Israel, and you understand the dark world system that we're up against here, and you look at and you understand what's going on with, with America, Donald Trump, and now this thing with Alex Jones, the one thing that we cannot not focus on is Jesus Christ. That is the one thing. And so, you know, Pastor J.D. Frog was basically exhorting his audience that, look, when we're looking at these things, let's not get all hyped up about the prophecy and the different things that we see. But just remember, our redemption is drawing near. Right? So Yeshua is coming back. He is. And I don't care what people say. You can think I'm a weirdo. But the fact is that Jesus is going to return. And this time he is coming to conquer. And so, you know what, when we see stuff like this in the news, and you know what, this, this whole idea of, of hate speech and, and censorship by government, hey, you know what, it has to happen. It has to. Because there's going to be a rise of a one world government. There has to be this stuff coming. It, it does, you know, it has to happen, right? So the thing is, though, for us, we don't have to worry about it, right? You know, we do not have to worry about it. Hi, Danny and everybody coming in. We don't have to worry about this stuff. In fact, we should be excited about this stuff because it, cause we have the good news. You know, we have the opportunity to go, hey, don't fear. You know what? What can man do to me? What? All they can do is kill me pretty much. And you know what? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So what's a little bit of free speech? I guarantee you that... Alex Jones is going to get more listeners because everybody knows this is going on with him. But I also guarantee you that this is the time, just like Nehemiah did. And we're going to look at that in a little bit. This is the time for you and me to build the wall, right? And to defend and stand up for the family. And not just the family in general, but the family of God. Because you know what? The church has been asleep way too long. It's about time we, we wake up and go forth. Because the church is what's here. And we here are 
part of that remnant. Alex Jones is a believer, as far as I know. Uh, he has he has confessed Jesus as his as his Lord, as far as I know. So let's look at some of the stories here. There's a whole bunch. Um, Randall, the first one I want to look at is the Gateway Pundit, and um, I'm going to look at three stories. I'm going to look at two uh, that that reported it, and then we'll look at what Alex says in response from his website because he's you know his site is still up. They <laughs> they haven't been able to take his website down yet, uh, but it says here. Are tech giants working together to censor conservatives? Apple and Facebook ban Infowars on the same day. Liberal tech giants Facebook, Twitter, Google, YouTube, and Wikipedia have all stepped up their harassment of conservative publishers since the 2016 election. The far left and Democrats understand that conservatives get their news from online publishers. That's pretty much the truth, too. Since the election, the Gateway Pundit found uh, from traffic analysis that Facebook has eliminated 93% of traffic to top conservative websites. In fact, some of those are my friends, by the way. Twitter is shadow banning and censoring conservative lawmakers and conservative publishers. And in case you don't know what that means, it basically means that they're not, they're not, uh, and we talked about this before, but Twitter is, you know, they're just not letting people see the tweets, right? Hey, Kim, nice to see you. Um, Wikipedia is controlled by far left editors who are regularly accused of liberal bias. And I will tell you just my personal experience working with my friend, Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, uh, I ran his social media for a number of years. In fact, one of the things uh, chaps had me do was actually update his Wikipedia for him because any time I updated it, they would go right in literally within an hour, probably even minutes. They had somebody in there altering it and making him look like he was this worst person in the whole entire universe. And we would go back in and we'd switch it. And, and I mean, it was just a ridiculous war, right? I mean, seriously, I've, I've seen this. I know I've been in, I've been in it. And it's like, you look at this and you're like, the normal person that isn't in this online world of the, the, the censoring world has no idea this goes on. It goes on all the time. It goes on all the time. YouTube is shutting down conservative pages and demonetizing several others. In fact, I tell you, uh, YouTube, I just found out, not only demonetized um, L.A. Marzulli, which I found that out last year, but the new host of Prophecy in the News, which is the old show that, um, that anyway, it's a different ministry than Prophecy Watchers. The, the new host, um, Lynn, uh, I can't think of her last name, Lynn, Lynn Liaz, I think is some, I think it's something like that. Anyway, they demonetized her, her page, uh, and she's got like thousands and thousands and thousands of followers they need demonetized her because you know she believes stuff like we do uh it says here in a gateway pundit june study of top conservative news outlets found that facebook has eliminated 93 percent of traffic to top conservative websites which we already knew that so uh it says here on monday facebook caved to the leftist media mob demanding censorship of info wars and permanently banned their page. Quote, Facebook has permanently banned info wars for unspecified hate speech. And that's in quotes. They didn't even tell us what the offending posts were. This sets a chilling precedent for free speech to all other conservative news outlets. You are next. The great censorship purge has truly begun. And then that was by Paul Joseph Watson at Prison Planet on Twitter. 
is where that was tweeted. Also on Monday, Apple removed InfoWars podcasts. CNBC reported Apple confirmed on Monday that it had removed five out of six podcasts, which includes Jones's infamous The Alex Jones Show, as well as a number of other InfoWars audio streams. The news was originally reported by BuzzFeed News. It is interesting that Facebook and Apple would ban InfoWars on the same day. It makes you wonder if these tech giants are working together to throttle conservative content online, question mark, and who is behind the scene pulling the strings. Yeah, who is it? <laughs> um, okay, so there's that. That's the Gateway Pundit. I am shutting this page on my computer, which is right now currently giving me the spin, spinning beach ball of, of death. That's what we call it. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the spinning beach ball of death to stop so that I can get to my next article. <laughs> so while I'm waiting for the spinning beach ball of death on my Mac, Apple-owned computer, uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> um, I will, actually, this story says basically the same things. Okay, so let's look over on InfoWars story, Randall, um, and look at what Alex Jones is actually saying on his own website. So this is, this article is titled The Real Reason Apple, Facebook, Spotify, and YouTube Banned InfoWars. This is what election meddling looks like. This again was written by Paul Joseph Watson, who works over there. Statement from Alex Jones. The EU, and that's the European Union, just so you know, is already fining Google and others if they don't start censoring speech by calling it hate speech and or fake news. When our government doesn't start fining them for violations of free speech, racketeering, and trust, uh, monopolistic? Yeah, what you said, behavior. <laughs> monopolistic, okay, it's, it's okay, okay, monopolistic behavior that encourages other governments like China and the EU have influence over the free market of ideas. But this situation also highlights the trust set up by multinational combines based in China and in Europe that's stealing all of our rights and freedoms through a concerted effort. Over a two and a half years ago, Matt Drudge came to our studio and warned of this attack on the First Amendment. That's why they want alternative and independent media shut down. They would have done all of this last year had Hillary gotten into the White House. Thank God he did, she didn't. Yet due to the Trump insist Yet, due to Trump instead getting elected, this plan has been held off for about a year and a half. Now it seems they don't fear Trump for whatever reason, and now they're making their move. But I don't think President Trump has been compromised, but he's compromising himself one way or another if his administration doesn't make this the central issue. Free speech is the central issue. This is the heart of the matter. This is the core. This is it. Yeah, it is. Free speech. Do you realize that just a, just an addendum to that comment about free speech? America is great because we have we have free speech, right? America is great because I, as a woman, have free speech. Bareface has free speech. We have the freedom in America to talk about Jesus Christ and tell everybody He's the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by Him. Right? We have that freedom. China, other places, North Korea, parts of Europe, 
parts of Canada, you mention Jesus, you mention the gay agenda, you're in jail, boom, you're gone, right? Uh, you're in concentration camps, etc. I mean, America is great because of that. Don't ever forget that. But that's why this is chilling because I really believe, and this is just my belief, you can agree or disagree, I don't care. But I believe America was founded for the very express purpose of, of sending the gospel throughout the world. Okay? The gospel has now been sent pretty much to the whole world, and now God's sending missionaries back here to America while we are getting slowly oppressed by our government. And that's the truth, right? I mean, it is. I, in, in case you happen to, to, to be new to the show, let me just tell you something just really quick. I, your host, I am your host, right? Stacy Lynn, me, that's me. I spent 13 years earning a, a college education, earning my master's degree in the field of clin clinical psychology so I could be a marriage and family therapist in the state of California. I graduated in 2005. And I have to tell you that when it came to me deciding to get licensed for that, when I was going through the, the credentialing and the, the, the licensing materials, which cost me well over $600 to get, I noticed that I was being told that I could not help homosexuals if they came to me as a therapist. Homosexuals who wanted change. These, this isn't people who, who are like being forced to come to see me. These were people who are willingly on their own dime going to come and see me as a therapist. And they were going to say, you know what? I'm struggling with same-sex attraction. I don't like this. It's not congruent with who I am. I feel weird. I need help. Right? The, the state of California was telling me I can't do that. Right? So... So I, after many years, actually, of struggling with whether or not to get licensed, I opted not to because I saw back then that they were going to ban me from helping somebody and from expressing a biblical Christian worldview on that issue of sexuality, okay? This is now, what, like, what, 13 years later, almost 14 years later? And now this has happened, right? I mean, we have legislation now banning help for homosexuals and kids who struggle with it uh, in numerous states. And if the Supreme Court had their way, it, they, would, they would completely ban it all over the place, right? So I know what I'm talking about. And, um, you know, it starts out with fiduciary issues, you know, and legal issues and intimidation and fear and, you know, issues like a, 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 the pro-life issue and education, science, evolution, creation, you know, taking God out of education, it is all of this. And so I'm just telling you, this isn't new, but the church has got to wake up. A couple of years ago, when the Supreme Court of the United States of America decided that they were going to go ahead and say it's okay for two men to marry and two women to marry, and they were going to call that marriage, do you guys realize that the Supreme Court of America has no basis in anything to make a law? You do know that, right? Lawmakers make laws. And so what they did at the Supreme Court that the media and everybody else decides, oh, okay, just because they said it's okay, it's, it's actually law. It's not law. But, but the masses have been so brainwashed into thinking that, oh my gosh, whatever the Supreme Court says, is, this is the way it's supposed to go. That's why people like Kim Davis, who was just a simple little city clerk, basically said, no, I ain't doing it. And she went to jail for it. As a Christian in America, for what? 
Well, I mean, seriously, what was her big crime? She technically didn't break the law. The Supreme Court can't make law, right? Okay. Anyway, so the issue of free speech is huge. Right, and you're always going to have mockers and scoffers come at you, and I'll show you that in, in Nehemiah in just a second. But going on with this article, it says here: Apple, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube all banned info wars within 12 hours of each other, illustrating how last night's purge was a coordinated effort and has nothing to do with these platforms enforcing hate speech rules. Uh, here are the real reasons info war wars is being purged by big tech. InfoWars is widely credited with having played a key role in electing Donald Trump. By banning InfoWars, Big Tech is engaging in election meddling just three months before crucial midterms. By the way, you, you do know that's coming up, right? The next point. With the InfoWars ban, Apple, Facebook, Spotify, and YouTube, Google, have all now ascribed themselves the power to remove people and outlets from their platforms based on their political opinions, this power will be abused time and time again to meddle in elections. The ban also sets the precedent that the mere charge alone of having committed hate speech with no specific examples even provided is enough to memory hole an individual or group's digital presence. The ban is just a part of a wider censorship purge that also uses stealth censorship, shadow banning, and algorithm. <laughs> You can do it. I believe in you. Okay, so algorithm, algorithmic. Did I say that right? <laughs> Manipulation, okay? Uh, to hide and bury conservative content. By the way, I used to stutter when I was a kid, so no judging here. I do my best. <laughs> anyway, Apple also chose to shut down InfoWars after we repeatedly criticized them for working with and selling data to the communist Chinese government. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. Uh, for conservative media outlets who don't speak out because they don't like InfoWars, we have a message for you. You're next. Facebook banned InfoWars after lobbying by both CNN and Democratic Congressman Ted Deutsch, or Douche, I don't know how to say that. This, Deutsch. This, in, this isn't just a private company. This is brazen political censorship. This is the outcome of the left refusing to debate their ideas and simply no platforming their adversaries instead that doesn't sound right but anyway that's what it says this is the modern day electronic equivalent of book burning or yeah it is really this is throwing dissidents in the big tech gulag because their voices were becoming too loud and having too much influence this is the purge this is election meddling and collusion it will only intensify unless lawmakers act now to introduce a digital bill of rights and treat social media giants as telecommunications companies who are forbidden by law from discriminating against people in media outlets based on their political opinions. I have to tell you, my friend Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer, who heads up a ministry called Pass the Salt Ministries, he just posted on Facebook, and his post read, Basically, hey, I just got out of Facebook jail. I've been in Facebook jail for 30 days. What was Coach Dave's crime? Hmm. I don't know. He went and he did a little protest outside of an abortion clinic and saved some babies. I have no idea what Coach Dave did, but for 30 days he was banned from Facebook. So it used to be that you could get banned from Facebook for a day or two or you get put in Facebook jail. Some people thought that was funny. It's not funny. Because what they're doing is they're censoring you. They're basically saying, they're putting you in timeout. 
And if you don't, if you don't submit to their wicked, evil, liberal agenda, they're basically going to, you know, try to basically demonetize you and, and all that. And, and I would argue that they have that right. Uh, they are, well, they're publicly, many of them publicly traded companies. I think they all are. Uh, so they're, they're accountable to their shareholders. Um, they're not necessarily accountable to their users, though it, it would be good business strategy to, <laughs> to, you know, treat your customers well, to treat your users well. But I, for one, you know, Alex Jones says here, he says, uh, talks about lawmakers act now to introduce a digital bill of rights that treats social media giants as telecommunications companies. I don't want that. Personally, I don't want that. I think that would set a dangerous precedent. Precedent. If you have, if you have a website that's a members-only kind of thing, and you know you have certain criteria for for the members that you want in there, um, you know I don't want the government saying, "Well, you you know you're discriminating, you're censoring, whatever," and you have to you have to publish on your own private website. You have to publish, you know. A, pro-death agenda, you know, pro-sexual um, anarchy, you know, material. You have to do this. I don't care that you're paying the bill. I don't care that it's a website, your own website, that you own it. Um, the fact that it's out there on the Internet, you're legally obligated to, you know, post any kind of material that anybody wants to. I, I don't want that to happen. I'm not surprised that these, you know, these tech giants are doing this. Like you say, this, this is going to happen. It makes it hard to, harder to get a conservative message out there. But at the end of the day, they have the right to do that. Uh, it's, it's their shareholder-held corporations. They're not, um, they're not taxpayer-funded entities. Though one might argue about. Facebook and whether or not it's really a front group for the CIA, but well, um, yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. I got this magazine today. It's called the Oprah magazine, which I got for free. I don't pay for it. I wouldn't pay for this, but look at this, this month's big question. What if you saw things differently? Goodbye, closed mind. Hello, open heart. Oh, come on, Google and Facebook. Don't you want to be like Oprah and have a goodbye to a closed mind and have an open heart <laughs> that's too funny okay i don't <laughs> i don't want to be so open-hearted all right the wisdom leaks out i want to read darren's comments over on uh, facebook darren writes free speech is a freedom from the government not censoring us by laws but private companies can censor that is their freedom we have to decide if we will use these company services when they censor id our our ideas. The laws banning therapy for homosexuality is coming to a head with the Supreme Court recently suggesting the states cannot ban that speech. So therapy bans are going to be challenged very soon. Uh, Pickup v. Brown was mentioned in Thai pro-life centers versus compelled speech to advertise abortions decision called out Pickup v. Brown cam and pickup is the name, by the way. That's David. Mm. David Pickup. Facebook removed ex gay movement community. Vimeo removes ex gay testimonies and don't allow you to post videos supporting the idea sexual orientation can change. No way government taking over control of social media speech. Is this 
Is this a crisis created so they can do that? Well, of course. Of course it is. Of course it is. I mean, the media, this is what drives me crazy. People always say to me, well, and well, don't you watch this on TV? And I'm like, no, I don't want, I, I watch, t- you know what I watch on TV? I watch business shows like Shark Tank. Uh, <laughs> I, I watch stuff that kind of can help me in business. That's pretty much it. I don't watch anything else. I don't watch the news at all. I read stuff on the internet because I don't want to hear the the liberal blather over there and, and, you know, be told that, you know, this, this, the end of the world is here and all that. Cause I actually believe in good news, just so you know, um, which is why I'm happier than most people, I think. <laughs> Speaking of that, we have a great sponsor, Ariel Ministries. And today I want to highlight this book. If you haven't gotten the, this come and see Bible study book, this is awesome. This is a great book. Messiah, Yeshua, Divine Redeemer, Christology from a Messianic Jewish Perspective. I want you guys to go get this today. I want you to go there, use the coupon code Bible News. I swear to you that this book here will definitely give you a deeper love of, uh, of who Yeshua is. It is packed with info. Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum is the founder and director of Ariel Ministries, and he has been teaching uh, for decades. He's probably almost as long as I've been alive. He earned his BA in Hebrew and Greek from Cedarville University, his, his, uh, theology and, uh, masters in Hebrew and Old Testament from Dallas Theological Seminary and his PhD from New York University. Uh, his dissertation is Israelology, the missing link in systematic theology. And, um, this happens to be a transcription of radio inter- stuff that he did years ago about who Yeshua is. So this, you guys, get it in your library. I, I don't I don't think it's more than 10 bucks. Maybe, I don't even know. I have to go look. But this one, get. Okay, this one, this one I'm going to tell you get today. I'll tell you some other ones to get later this week. Um, also, don't forget, you can use the coupon code Bible News, which I already know you already know, but you'll save 20% when you do that, okay? Uh, also, I want to give you guys an update. Uh, you know Bob Ulrich, uh, Gary Stearman from Prophecy Watchers, invited Randall and I to go to that conference in Oklahoma. Um, this is going to be probably about a $1,500 trip. I want to let you know we now have only to raise $1,400 of $1,450 now uh, to go. So if you want to help you know, provide the funds for that, uh, please donate to us at Bible News Radio. Say this is for your Prophecy Conference because this... This is, you know, we're going to have to go to Oklahoma to do it, and we have expenses. And if you saw my last email where I put in how much money I make every month, then you know (laughs) that's basically everything I make uh, would cost that. So if you wouldn't mind donating to that as God leads you to, we have until October to do it, okay? My big five zero is coming up in October. If you want to combine it, make it like a little birthday present for me as well, or something like that. Just say, hey, happy birthday, go to the, go to the conference, whatever. Uh, any donation towards this, this cost will definitely help defray the cost of that trip for us. Uh, we will be driving, and so we're, we're you know, it, we won't have as many, it won't be as much as if we flew. Uh, okay, so there's that. And also, don't forget... Two, to get your Bible study, Why is God Saving Gentiles Today? The free Bible study from Ariel. It's over on our website, BibleNewsRadio.com. 
you can go there as well uh, and download that. And while you're there, please email me and sign up for my email. Okay. In fact, all of you in Periscope, this is exactly why I want you to sign up for my email. If you're not on my email list, go, please go over there to BibleNewsRadio.com and sign up for my email list. Because you never know. Periscope might kill us at some point. You, you just don't know. Facebook, they might go down. How am I going to get in touch with you guys if, if you're not on my email list? You guys got to join my email list. So please join it. Uh, I don't send out email every day, a couple times a week. And um, keeps you up on you know, on stuff. So join my email list. Say, hey, Stace, I love you enough to be on your email list. Okay? All right. So do that. And... Um, Bullhorn, get Bullhorn. If you guys aren't following us on Bullhorn yet, that info is also on our website, get Bullhorn. Uh, I post our show on there we and other things on there too. So you can go do that. And uh, I think I think that's pretty much it. You guys know uh, th- this Friday, in fact, I'm going to tell you Legal Shield. I'm going to talk, I'm going to set up a, a Facebook Live on Legal Shield Friday. I might actually do it on Periscope too. And do that this week this month actually is will prepared in this month so if you don't have a will made yet then this is a great time to get legal shield because you'll get it made for about 25 bucks that's it and then you and then you'll have a membership to legal shield i'm going to explain all that entails and the great benefit that you'll get uh and id shield so you guys uh, can sign up with me i can answer all your questions when you do that it supports us but you actually get a lot of great great service with legal shield um and honestly i have to be honest and tell you that it takes everything in me to not make this whole show about legal shield every day because the service is so great and it's it's just awesome but that's my other job <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> all right so all you gotta do is message me about that okay so let's let's Let's, I want to look at one other story before I talk about Nehemiah. <clears throat> Excuse me. This, this story, did I send this one to you? I think I did. From Local 10? Yeah. So this, is, this comes out of Florida. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I just want you to see the bias here. This is titled, Florida Teen Kicked Out of Home for Being Gay Will Pay Zero Dollars to attend Georgetown. All right. After raising nearly $130,000 to cover tuition, the gay Florida valedictorian who says his parents kicked him out will pay nothing to go to college this fall. News outlets reported Georgetown University adjusted 18-year-old Seth Owens' financial aid package, reducing his expected out-of-pocket contribution from $20,000 to zero. His aid package had been calculated based on his parents' ability to pay, but he says they kicked him out in February following disagreements over his sexuality and an ultimatum, attend their Southern Baptist church or leave. Uh, Having initially refused to adjust aid, Georgetown has now enrolled Owen in its scholarship program. My dog's barking at something. Yeah, he is. He's on the beat. Georgetown released a statement Friday in which Owen says 
He hopes to use the GoFundMe set up by his biology teacher to create scholarships for LGBTQ students facing similar circumstances. All right, so I read this and I had like a couple of different thoughts. So there must be a cat or something he's barking at. I don't see anything out there. Grover. That's all he had to do. I know. Just say his name. All right. Sorry about that. My bad. Um, parenting isn't for cowards. <laughs> okay. So a couple of things about this that stood out to me. First of all, if this was a Christian person and the Christian uh, was thrown out of the house just as an example, because the Christian refused to go to, uh, let's say, an atheist school or something, you know, something that went against their beliefs. Do you think Georgetown would have done the exact same thing if it was a believer? No, I don't think so. Just so you know. I don't think so. I don't think that would have happened. The second thing that stood out to me is that there's zero commentary from the parents in this. So we really don't know the truth, just so you know. The third thing, frankly, that stands out to me is this kid is 18 year old. He's 18 years old, so that means he's actually an adult. His parents don't have to take any type of of uh, care of him at all. And, you know, <laughs> I see some agreement in the chat room. Um, this kid's 18. You know what? Hey, I moved out when I was 18. I've been footing the bill ever since. Bareface actually has helped me out a lot, but... But, you know, before I got married, I lived on my own, uh, and I left at 18. And, you know what, nobody paid for my college education because, you know, I had a crap. Hey, what? what's the criteria? What, because you're gay? I mean, really? Well, uh, yeah. What do you think? It says, he says they kicked him out, comma, following disagreements over his sexuality and an ultimatum, attend their Southern Baptist church or leave. Here's a here's a, an adult, an 18-year-old man, legally responsible for himself, and but he was going to go to school full time, and you know, get yeah. financial aid based on their income. He was going to live at their house, live with his parents, get financial aid based on their income, and they said, "Okay, you can go to school. You know, uh, you can continue to live here." Uh, we just have one requirement that you go to this church. Right. Well, I don't want to do that, so he left. They didn't kick him out. They, they, I mean, of all things. I mean, when I, when I was 16, the the requirement was that I help pay rent and buy groceries in, in my house. I did. I did, yeah, too. I, yeah, I had a part-time job that kind of went full-time sometimes, some weeks, kind of illegally. Uh, but that's a whole nother thing. Uh, my employer wasn't too um, hey, particular about that and child labor laws. But um, anyway, yeah, I mean, so attend attend our church. Oh my goodness, the horrors, the 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 absolute inhumanity of of it all. Of yeah, of it all. Hey, our son, living in our house, adult, while you go to school. Right. Um, if you're going to live under a roof, we want you to be subjected to Chinese water torture. We want you to be, no, we, we require that you attend church with us. 
of course, is forget that I'm out of here. And of course, he's he's a victim and and worthy of you know hero's accolade and, and free tuition <laughs> because he made a choice to disobey his parents. All right. And yeah. Okay, so Kim said Shark Tank is awesome. I agree. I mm-hmm. love the show. Uh, and she said she stopped watching Bias News over on Periscope. Uh, BK Lynn says, what happened to freedom of speech? Uh, UF Stem Cells, thank you for joining again. appreciate it. No way Mike joined. I don't know if you're still here, Mike, but if you are, hi. Uh, let's see. Uh, Melanie says he wasn't kicked out. He chose to leave. Exactly. Uh, Krothstein, is that how you say that? I'm looking here. Caroline. Caroline? Rothstein. Okay, I can't read. C. Rothstein. Got it. <laughs> Says a Muslim. Yeah, if it had been a Muslim. Uh, Team U.S. said no. Uh, if a Muslim turned Christian. Yeah, exactly. And Muslims who do become Christians often do get disowned by their families for that very reason. Uh, Magnus said hi. Uh, Shelly came in. Are they paying tuitions for all kids being kicked out over various disagreements or or only for being gay? Well, yeah, only for being gay. And Pastor Garrett is here. Hi. If you live in my house, you go by my rules, period. That's exactly right, Kim. And you know what? We are in, see, we are that generation, right? We are. I mean, those of us who are in our 40s, 50s, or, you know, around here, we are sane. We're, we're of the non-entitlement generation. Our kids, on the other hand... Uh, think that they should get everything handed to them on a platter uh, and all that, which is why Nehemiah chapter 4 is very cool. So let's look at Nehemiah 4 before our time runs up. Actually, I have I have it up here on my screen here. Uh, so Nehemiah, you guys, was a super awesome dude, right? He was a man of God. He feared God. And I'm just giving you the condensed version about who he is at the moment. He actually, the book of Nehemiah and Ezra go together, in case you didn't know that. One of them was called you know, it used to be called uh, uh, First Ezra and Second Ezra, but uh, but Nehemiah actually means Jehovah comforts. Isn't that cool? That's what the name me- actually means. Um, and he actually was a man who was grieving for the exiles back then, after Jerusalem was destroyed. Right, Israel was destroyed, and Jerusalem in particular. All the wor- all the walls were broken down, and you know, Israel was attacked and all this stuff. And this is like, you can read the first three chapters and kind of get the backstory of how Nehemiah was actually burdened by God and called by God to go and rebuild the walls. And I bring this up because in essence, we are the remnant believer, right? I mean, I have a lot of people that tune into the show who say, oh yeah, I'm of the remnant. I love you because this is what you talk about, the end times and you, you know, all this. Well, we're not talking about it. We're living it, right? I mean, the book of Acts never closed out. We're still there. <laughs> it's just a couple of thousand years later. So let's look at Nehemiah 4. Okay, we're pick up where Nehemiah 3 left off. It says here, now it came about that when Sanballat, who was an evildoer, by the way, heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became furious and very angry, and he mocked the Jews. He spoke in the presence of his brothers and the wealthy men of Samaria and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? 
Are they going to restore it for themselves? Can they offer sacrifices? Can they finish in a day? Can they revive the stones from the dusty rubble, even the burned ones? Because remember, there was fire involved here. Now, Tobiah the Ammonite was near him, and he said, Even what they are building, if a fox should jump on it, he would break their stone wall down. Okay, now, note, note here the mocking going on. And isn't that what we get today? We get mocked all the time. Verse 4, Hear, hear, O our God, how, how we are despised. Return their reproach on their own heads and give them up for plunder and a land of captivity. Do not forgive their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out before you, for they have demoralized the builders. Don't you love that response? That's so hateful, that hate speech of that guy right there that said that. <laughs> so we built the wall and the whole wall was joined together to half its height for the people had a mind to work. I'm telling you guys, I was praying over this show. The Lord laid this book on my heart and I think we're going to go through it together. But there's a reason he laid it on my heart. And I'm hoping you guys are hearing his word because I really believe that this is his word uh, to us today for sure. Now when Sanballat, Tobiah and the Arabs, the Ammonites and the Ashdites heard that the repair of the walls of Jerusalem went on and that the breaches began to be closed, they were very angry. Why? Why? Why were they mad? All of them conspired together to come and fight against Jerusalem to cause a disturbance in it. But we prayed to our God and because of them, we set up a guard against them day and night. Thus in Judah it was said, the strength of the burden bearers is failing, yet there is much rubbish and we ourselves are unable to rebuild the wall. Our enemies said they will know or see until we come among them, kill them, and put a stop to the work. When the Jews who lived near them came and told us ten times, they will come up against us from every place where you may turn. Then I stationed men in the lowest parts of the space behind the wall, the exposed places, and I stationed the people in families with their swords, spears, and bows. When I saw their fear, I rose and spoke to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Okay? I always get choked up reading this. Why? Because Nehemiah was a man of prayer. And yes, people make make like make fun of him. They they his nickname is Nehemiah, which is, you know, that's supposed to be funny. But seriously, he was a man of prayer and God put him on a mission to rebuild the walls. Well, as part of the remnant church, which you are if you're watching this show, you know, this is our job. Where where has God stationed you today? That's the question I want you to think about. Where has he put you to watch and watch over God's house? Where has he placed you? And and who are you touching today with the gospel and standing up for what's right? You are a repairer of the breach, just like they were. And you have to know that, right? You have to know that you are uh, beloved by God. You're called for a purpose for such time as this, just like Esther was, right? Hadassah, who stood up also to the king and to all these people who are coming against her, you know, so don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who's great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Cause you know what? If you don't think all of this is under attack, 
then I don't know why you're listening to this show, because I keep trying to tell you it's under attack. Uh, and then it says this, When our enemies heard about it, it was known to us, and that God had frustrated their plan. Yeah, he did. <laughs> then all of us returned to the wall, each one to his work. From that day on, half of my ser servants carried on the work, while half of them held the spears, the shields, the bows, and the breastplates. And the captains were behind the whole house of Judah. Don't miss that, okay? A lot, you have a lot of liberal people today. And unfortunately, I think some of them are well-meaning. They, they're pacifists. They think that, if, you know, that we shouldn't go to war. We shouldn't have guns. We should be disarmed in all, all other ways. Well, here, Nehemiah, he basically said, Hey, guys, you know what? You need to take your spear and your shield and your bow and your breastplate. And you need to go stand over there while us over here do the work. In other words, they had to have guards while they were doing the work. And anybody that knows anything about doing anything today, when you're standing up for righteousness, you better have a guard. And whether it's your, your prayer team guarding you or a literal gun on your hip, you better. Because the evildoers are out to kill you and disrupt you. That's really what they want to do. So it says here in verse 17, those who were rebuilding the wall and those who carried burdens took their load with one hand doing the work and the other holding a weapon. Okay? Holding a weapon. As for the builders, each wore his sword girded at his side as he built while the trumpeter stood near me. I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, the work is great and extensive and we are separated on the wall far from one another. At whatever place you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there, and our God will fight for us. So here's the truth, right? In Nehemiah's time, they, they had these tools at their disposal, right? But still, Nehemiah was the guy who called out to the Lord for his ultimate protection. But it didn't mean that they walked around unarmed. I mean, that's stupid, right? Hey, hey Tommy, nice to see you, my friend. Um... So it says here in verse 21, So we carried on the work with half of them, holding spears from dawn until the stars appeared. At that time, I also said to the people, Let each man with his servant spend the night within Jerusalem, so that they may be a guard for us by night and laborer by day. So neither I, my brothers, my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me, none of us removed our clothes, each took his weapon even to the water. And you know what? Nowhere in scripture do I read that we are ever supposed to be unarmed spiritually at any time, right? I mean, Ephesians chapter 6, we all know it. The breast, you know, put on the full armor of God. Why? So that we'll be able to withstand the, the wicked schemes of the evil one, the one that wants to bring us down, right? We, this illustrates that we have to, we have to be guarded and we have to be in community and one of, while I'm working doing this, you guys are guarding my, my chat here, right? And so how does this relate back to the whole thing with Alex Jones? Well, I think that the application uh, comes back to the verses here uh, in verse 14, where it says, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses, right? It doesn't say lay down, be passive. No, it says fight. 
right? And we know that our war is spiritual. It's a spiritual war. But often what's happening in the heavenlies is being acted out in the physical realm, I believe. And I think there's definite precedence for that. So as Nehemiah was called with his fellow people that he called, these people were called to rebuild the walls, right? Why? Because Jerusalem was attacked. Why? Because they're God's people. And do you think God's people, let me ask you this, do you think that God is going to let down God's people? I don't think so. You know why? Because my God lives. He's alive. Yeah, he is. <laughs> you know, Jesus is alive. Yeah, he is. He conquered death. That Yeah, he did. <laughs> you know, and so we don't have to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it's the power of God that's within us that gives us the authority that we have here on earth. And I have to tell you something. Over the weekend, uh, I was watching Dr. Michael Lake. And if you're a pillar of my community, I already sent this to you and in, in, in your, your thing here. But I have to say, that one of the things Dr. Michael Lake said, and I'm looking forward to seeing him again at this prophecy conference, um, is that the generation of people today, like in your, our generation here, right, in the 40s, 50s, uh, that what we have done essentially to the kids of today in, that have not been raised in, in the home, in a Christian home, is that they have never seen the power of God, Right? They have never seen God move in a mighty way. There hasn't been these big rebuilding issues uh, or miraculous healings going on, you know. And so how are they ever going to know that they have that power of God if we do not train them up and teach them? You know, Tommy, I have to tell you, Tommy, Tommy, Pastor Tommy Norman is here, who I absolutely love. I was, when I was watching this, this teaching that Dr. Michael Lake was giving is about an hour and 20 minutes. You can watch it on YouTube. I highly recommend it. I was thinking about Tommy because one of the things that she talks about all the time is how we have the authority to heal in Jesus name, right? And we, we, and we have this legacy that we're supposed to be building. Well, I don't have children, but you know what? You, many of you do, right? My legacy is here. In the event that I perish, which I hope I don't, but if I do, <laughs> if you miss me, there's like about 14 years of audio and video of me. You're you're welcome to watch, right? Somebody, <laughs> somebody can take it and write a book, and you know who knows. I I, I won't care because I won't be here. But my point is, is that we have to train up people and get them, you know, in the Word of God. This is a living book. You know, the message of this book is life. This is where we need to be munching on. <laughs> you know, we need to we need to be eating God's word and letting it, you know, settle in us and then being brave enough to actually say it out loud. Right? People are looking for solutions. Guess what? It's here. It ain't in psychology. And I have a master's degree in psychology, just saying. So for me to say that's a big deal because I've studied psychology, right? You know? So but the thing is, is the answer is in the Lord, right? I mean, if we believe it, we need to, to live it. And I'm preaching to me like I am you because, hey, trust me, I ain't perfect by any stretch. That's bareface, He knows. <laughs> um, so anyway, I want to encourage you if, you, if you get an opportunity afterwards, go to Nehemiah. If for those of you who are new in, in the Lord, you don't know, it's in the Old Testament. Just look in your concordance. You can find it. And... um. 
and read chapters one, two, three, and four. Read it all together. It makes sense. And you will see how Nehemiah not only had the burden, and this is the thing, you need to have the burden. We need the burden of the Lord. We need the fear of the Lord back in us, right? That's what we need. We need to have a burden for lost souls so that those people see, and this is the issue. Okay, let's just say this here. The issue with with the people that are opposing God is that they don't know God. Why? Because those of us who know God aren't talking about him and saying, hey, did you know God is so awesome and cool? You know, just like, you know, um, people buy a brand new car and they get all excited. Oh my gosh, can I, yeah, look at this awesome car. Isn't this great? They'll post a picture on Facebook and look at it and go, oh, this is so great. Why aren't we doing that with Jesus, you know, pointing out how great he is? Because he is way great, right? And yet we got to, the only way to get the hunger and thirst for righteousness is by doing it. And if you, if you have a hunger and thirst for righteousness, where are you going? To the one that's righteous, right? I mean, that's, that's the one you get it from. So, you know, I just want to challenge you to not, to not be afraid, right? To be bold in your faith. Be, speak and and allow the Holy Spirit to use you because you just don't know. You don't know. You do not know what's going on in other people. And God is faithful, right? His word will not return void. And uh, I just have to say, you know, that the thing is, the answer is in the book here. And they went into debt to buy it. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly right. Well, I could go on and on forever, as y'all know. Uh, but I'm trying to keep to the show an hour because Randall's like, you do know your show's only an hour, right? <laughs> How do you know God is righteous? What makes you believe that? Well, I know God is righteous. I don't believe it because I doubt it. I know it because it's true because God's word declares it's true. And you know, if it wasn't for God, just so you know, you wouldn't even know the difference between right and wrong. You know, and somebody made this statement I heard. They were talking about how when Adam and Eve, they went and they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know what that ultimately did? I mean, it, that was ultimately the fall, but I heard this really good thing. And basically what that did was give mankind the ability to question God. And the ability to question God about what he thought was good or evil. You know what I mean? And so if God in, in the ability, the way that he made us to, to have the opportunity to have free will, gave us the ability to question him, who are we to question him? Have you ever read the book of Job? Have you ever read the questions that Job threw at God and God's response? Have you ever read the book of Jonah and Jonah's plea to God in his response? Have you ever read the story of the prodigal son and looked at what the father did? He didn't pursue the unrighteous. God never pursues the unrighteous. He pursues those who are pure in heart. And yet the question is, are you pursuing him? Right? I mean, is he the first place you go? I, he doesn't. I, for me, he's not. I wish he was, honestly. I'm working on it. 
You know, that's why this is an ex exhortation to me, too. But you know what? The culture war is not going to be saved by politics. Donald Trump ain't going to save you. And no politician will save you. I don't even care how these elections turn out, frankly. I really don't. Because that's not what saves you from anything. It's Jesus who saves you. That is what saves. He's the only one that can save you from anything. And you can go put, be put in a jail for your faith and be as happy as a clam because, you know what, you haven't denied Jesus. And ultimately, it will come to that in this age. And if people think that it's horrible right now, you know what? They haven't been, they, they, they have a lot. When all hell breaks loose on earth, then they'll know, right? Because when the rapture takes place, the righteous will be gone. And then you will see the wickedness of man like never before. And then the Antichrist will take, take rise and pretend and deceive people for a long time. And then the next thing you know, everybody's going to be extremely miserable for a very long time. So there you go. All right. So tomorrow we'll be back. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, and uh, be bold. Right? Be bold, people. Who am I, Stacey Lynn Harp, to tell you that? Why do you even come here? I don't even know. But I think it's because God has that call on my life. So go out there and you be bold. You touch somebody. Stand up for the faith. Don't be ashamed. Because you know what? You're going to change somebody's life. And that person will then not be liberal. And they won't be advocating for evil things. And that's how you change the culture. One heart at a time. Right? It's not politics. It's Jesus. And he's the one we got to fear. Not the government or anything else. Right? All right. Randall's telling me, all right, woman. <laughs> Time to wrap it up. <laughs> all right. So I'll see you guys tomorrow, okay? All right. Be bold, stand up, and go with God because he loves you. He really does.